And um, and I will always love you. I think this is good. The, this sounds a little bit better, yeah, don't you think? It does actually sound better. Yeah, there you go. Put up a drop like <laughs> well, asshole. That is weird. Yeah, it's it's kind of dumb that that, <coughs> that, that, that that works. It's blocking the sound waves, is what it's doing. It's blocking them. Their sound waves that are interfering between our conversation. Hooray for Hollywood. It's about that time to get them a story's good. Uh, It's the lights and action and the beats romantic yeah yeah picture like a dancing frog in that situation this is the podcast real run and uh, i am nick lines i'm steven ramirez and this is a very special uh episode this is the volume two this is the second annual the second annual fresh episode we survived a year good news good news everybody thank god we survived a year together it was like uh you know living in the andes for about eight months uh we all had to take a bite out of each other's uh uh butt cheek but we survived yep but who who had the most delicious butt cheek i think kyle has the most delicious butt cheeks I mean, that's why he's not here, right? Yeah, because we, we, we ate him. We ate him. Yeah, Kyle's not here. Alex is not here. We are uh, We are knocking this out. This is the fresh episode. And we're fly- flying free solo. Yeah, the reason... Uh, no guest. Yeah, the reason that we didn't invite a guest or uh, any of our friends to be on it is that... They had scheduling conflicts. Uh, that and their opinions are garbage. That too. Yeah, we didn't want them. Yeah, they, they, both, of them, both of them just chime in with these, these just trash opinions and uh we'll we'll, we'll show some examples here later yeah, yeah later we got some examples of 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 our cohorts uh favorite films I'll yeah yeah it. kyle sent in his top 10 we're uh, gonna via, go over via, that. via text message and uh we're gonna get through that in probably less than five seconds yeah absolutely because it's all trash Just um kidding. but this is the one episode of the year that we get to talk about good movies yeah Finally. So, uh, so we look forward to it. Um, hopefully, you will look forward to it as well. Follow us on real run at all of the things uh the razzies Razzies, what a travesty! Oh, uh, they were just announced. Might as well call them the travesties, am I right? Yeah, we should call them. The, we should get a, give a Razzie to the Razzies because yeah. of how much they fucked us right there. Yeah, terrible, uh, terrible. Yeah. yeah, they they should have put lipstick on us and they sh- they should have just taken us to the back room. At least take us to Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah, because they chose Holmes and Watson as the worst movie of the year, which is which I guess counts based on the fact that apparently people thought it was going to be a good movie. Um, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's John C. Riley, it's Will Ferrell. I haven't done a movie set together since uh, uh, Step Brothers, so you know it's gonna be good. Like, yeah, what the fuck? No. no, not really. Not really. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, there's no way it's worse than Gotti. Yeah, put lipstick on a pig. Speaking of lipstick, so we're and, uh, so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a bonus episode that we pre-recorded, uh, thinking that it would probably be the right episode because uh, it is. Yeah. It is the worst movie of t- of 2018. Yeah, we recorded Gotti. And uh, it turns out that we were wrong. We were all wrong. That uh, Gaudi was going to be the worst film of the year. Didn't we get one thing right? Didn't she? Didn't uh, Kelly Preston win Best Actress? Uh, Kelly Preston won Worst Actress. Yeah, yes. yeah, Best Worst. Oh actress. no, 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 no! It oh, was, it was uh, Melissa, it McCarthy. Was Melissa McCarthy. So we're totally wrong. Nothing. Gaudi didn't win a damn thing, did it? I'd have to double check my facts. Oh my god, but we I, got no, uh, we got sure no fact check. Yeah, no fact checks. There's no fact checks here. There's no fact corner. There's no fact shack. We are flying blind. 
We have no idea what we're doing. They but uh, so so look forward to two uh, bad movie episodes because now we have to do Holmes and Watson. Great. So that'll that'll probably be the next one coming yeah. out or uh, Gotti or. Uh, Happen. Actually, Polar, uh, we did the movie Polar. That's coming out uh, next week. And then after that is going to be two bad movies. And then we're going to get into our new year and new, new season of episodes. Wow. So so we, uh, so we just to just to do a little fact check, we were totally wrong on anything involving Gotti. Uh, it didn't win a single award. But um, What? That is bananas. That win. movie is so, so bad. It's so terrible. Um, Fahrenheit ah. 11.9 obviously won more more awards than it. The worst screenplay went to Fifty Shades Freed, so at least we got that going for there us. There we this go. Year. We, we hit one winner. Mm-hmm. On that. that was the worst screenplay. It really deserved it. it we really we discussed it, so listen back into our Valentine's Day episode. Because Gotti honestly wasn't the worst uh, screenplay when you, when you think about it. It, was a decent, it had decent lines. It had coherent sentences. Did it? I mean, I mean, it did technically, but it was just poorly executed. Yeah, it was just, it was just bad on a monumental level. Um. Anyways, that's enough about shitty. Anyways, movies. that's about, that's enough about bad movies. It's time to get into this. is a, This is the episode where we go over our top ten. We uh, discuss a little bit of Oxer, Oscars, Oscars, o- Oxers. We discuss Oxers, Oscars on Oxy. Yeah, and. Uh, that's pretty much it. We we're gonna do some personal top fives in here. Um, we are going to do our own personal Oscars, where we give yeah. out we give out special awards that nobody else is giving out. Yeah, that does that to the people that deserve it. These are exclusive, super exclusive. We, as in, we yeah, we invited all of the guests to be here. It's so exclusive, no one's gonna know about yeah, it. Yeah, they they turned us down uh, randomly. I don't know why, because they're a bunch of Hollywood stuck ups, and this is the biggest night in Hollywood. Because we're recording this on Oscar Sunday. Hey, Oscar Steven, Sunday. Steven's happy because I finally get to stop talking about award season because this is the end of the award season. It's finally here. Our DVR has never been so obliterated by the Critics' Choice Spirit Awards, Writers Guild. Everything. You gotta, you gotta be up to date if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be thinking Oscars. You gotta sure. know what's going on because all of that matters for the Oscars. Everything matters. Just kidding. Oscars. Nothing matters. We'll give you an example. With our top uh, ten, starting yeah. with ten through eight, we're gonna go through ten through eight right now. Let's do it. What's your What's your number ten, Nick? My number ten is Old Man and the Gun. Old Man and the Gun. What a classic! Uh, the instant classic. If yeah, you ask me. The Robert Redford vehicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It was a It was a nice romp. Yeah, we 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 saw that movie together mm-hmm. after after weeks and weeks of trying. A movie pass. Yeah, and, that was and our, our movie pass. That was our uh, white whale. Was yeah. Old this Man is the, the this was the year of movie pass, and it ended. You mm-hmm. know, uh, we will get to that later on. Not even a year. It was six months of yeah, uh, movie six months pass of bliss. movie pass. But uh, Old Man of the Gun, it was just a really fucking enjoyable movie. I think yeah. that um, there was there wasn't one part where I wasn't like like smiling on the inside. You know, mm, yeah. Even when he's like robbing people and just going crazy, I was he's just a like, nice guy about it. Yeah, he's just he's just the man. Like, yeah. and Robert Redford can only play like a certain person, like a certain Robert Redford type, and him, and he just nailed it with sissy. So, and yeah, Sissy Spacek as uh, the love interest. Yeah, and he breaks out of jail all the time. Like I was just, I was just into that movie. I thought it was really great. Mm-hmm. It, it kudos to um, David Grant. David Grant's the unspoken uh, hero of a lot of popular films, a lot of like interesting films. David Grant is a New York Times uh, columnist who's made who's made a bunch of stories into films. Uh, all of his stories have been almost all of his stories have been adapted into films like oh, this, like this film, uh, this film. You had Lost City of Z. Oh yeah. Uh, you had um, oof. There was a couple others there. Uh, but yeah, check that out. He's a, he's a great author. 
Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good top ten choice. It's not in my top ten. Um, although I, yeah, I wanted to give it a shout out. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Um, number ten for me. Um, out of all the uh, the quote unquote um, woke uh, woke radical uh, movies of uh, of twenty eighteen that have released, you got you got your Black Klansman, you got your Sorry to Bother You, you got your uh, The Hate You Give. All deserve to be on the top ten. I'm gonna give it to local legends. Uh, these uh, this film filmed in the in the mean streets of Oakland, albeit not so mean streets anymore. Um, movie talks about that a little bit. Blind spotting. Blind spotting with uh, David Diggs. A local hero, uh, a, f- a few choice others like uh, uh, what is it? Flash from uh, Step by Step. Also, uh, well, he wrote it with yeah, Dead. and he wrote it with his best friend from Oakland. Um, you keep talking while I look up his name. Alexander, I don't remember his name, unfortunately. You know, you got to fill the time. Fill the time because yeah, we're not editing this podcast. Yeah, we're gonna try not to edit that much. Uh, but anyways, Rafael Casal. Yeah, Casal. Yeah, I told. Yeah, Alexander. Totally. Um, so yeah, this movie was was very interesting. It's it's some of the most crucial scenes are filmed in a uh, beat poetry a beat poet uh, beat. Yeah, that that uh, that the confrontation scene at the end is like one of my top scenes of the year. It's very interesting. It wasn't like I was like taken aback by it, but it was yeah, so because, out of place. But at the same time, because of the time, beat poetry part, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I was still captivated because it was still. Uh, I mean, shout out to Oakland. We we are recording this at the at the Shred Quarters in Oakland, and uh, and one of the pivotal scenes was shot down the street from our apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when, gotta, <laughs> when the guy gets set on fire at the fucking alley, <laughs> that is a banana scene. Pretty I love, great. I love that. Yeah, scene. pretty great. It was. It's just so wacky, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, very realistic. Yeah, it's like real, but also like which <laughs> ridiculous is a, at the same time. Which is how real life is. You know. Yeah, and that's why I give a knock to Sorry to Bother You because it was so wacky and out there. But that's like the type of film it was. Like, as much as Blind Spotting was realistic, it was it was like a refreshing thing to see. Like. Friday-esque comedy infused with a serious like commentary on 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 society, which leads to my number nine, which is uh, sorry to bother you. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice lead-in for you there, yeah, bud. There you go. Thank you. Uh, another Oakland movie, but this one wasn't so much Oakland as it was like um, on a different uh, yeah, dimension, a different planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I re- uh, sorry to bother you is is the only movie this year that I walked out of. And rem- well, that I remember walked out of in disgust, right? Yeah, and I walked out, and I was just like, "What the fuck was that third act?" Like, it was just like, "Why?" Yeah, but at the same time, it was um, refreshing. Yeah, it's Boots Riley for you. Boots it, Riley it was just, it just was out probably the most original film that I saw this year. Yeah, definitely very, very, very original. Uh, yeah. It was it was struggle. I struggled to to not put place that on the list, but then again, I didn't see all of it. So yeah, you I'm have like, to if all... you if you haven't seen the third act of this movie, then you haven't seen the movie because this movie is fucking crazy. Yeah. So I would I would suggest everybody go see. Sorry to bother you. Uh, it's got to be out on some platforms by now. But... If you look back to our previous uh, year of the fresh episode, you'll notice that. Uh, it's a trend. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go back to, have to that. Oakland movies. Yeah, we're gonna go back to that. Yeah, we got to give love to the to the hometown. But sorry to bother you, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, one of my probably top ten actor that I will see anything that he's in now. Mm-hmm. He's he puts. I think up... he, I think he's definitely in there. He he's consistently great. I'm gonna skip and di- and, and he's different. Yeah, 
He's very different. I'm gonna skip over Death Note though, um, and just and just watch everything else. Yeah, said. yeah, we're, we don't even remember Death Note. Then you have Tessa Thompson. Is, is Death Note a thing? Tessa Thompson, we will get you. We have so uh, much to talk about we, with Tessa we, Thompson. We have to we have to award the winner of the year. Yeah, absolutely. She she she's a contender for but that. But Stephen, what was your number nine? Uh, number nine. It's uh, it's it's surprising. It's a streaming movie, but it was also released in theaters. I watched it on on a streaming service. It's the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I'm not a big Scruggs. I'm not a big uh, short. Uh, film compilation fan but the fact that it was all done by the Coen brothers that it was supposed to be told as a short story uh, because it's based on this fake book that discusses western shorts and all the tropes of uh, living in the west albeit in the saddest ways possible oh my god it was the bleakest movie of the year and that says a lot because this year was bleak they had some movies yeah you had a lot of dark situations which we'll definitely talk about but buster scruggs had so many dark situations and uh it happened to have dark comedy connotations to it it was a quintessential uh mishmash of Coen Brothers movies, if you would, with the dark comedy and the it devastating, really was. sad situation. You could probably write a, a paper about how each short was like a different Coen Brothers movie. Definitely. Definitely. Because they, they love that like uh that practical realism of a of of life, situations. Of yeah. life, you know? And uh I think they I think they nailed it. I, that was my number eight. They're, they have realistic endings. They're not all uh, uh, unicorns and rainbows with their endings, which is which is what so I. So what do you think? What do you think about the short film, the short format of it? Like that's the, the, that's the my only knock. Anthology. I mean, I had to put it on the top ten list, but there's they, a reason why it's had, at number nine. If they had been more connected, do you think you would have liked it more? Like even just a little, maybe even just like a little connection. Like James Franco was the was the yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah. like something that you know sequence. maybe you find out at the end or whatever. But yeah yeah, I think so. But then again, it would it would uh, tarnish the charm. I think uh, of this film as well. Yeah, uh, I, it I loved unique. it because of the the yeah. short film aspect. Like like I said, but, it's but a knock, could, but it's not really. You a could kind of tell. You could kind of tell that this was like. A TV show that got turned into a movie. Yeah, like Netflix was like, "Hey, you want to make a TV show?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And then they started making. They're like, "No, this is a movie." Yeah, actually. And then it's Ethan and Joel. So you're just like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever they say." All right, here's five more million dollars. Let's yeah, see what yeah, you got. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, that was that was my number eight. Uh, and that's your number eight. Okay. Uh, let's let's do a quick a quick top five of. Do the top five. Oh, qu- quick to 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 top five. And uh, let's let's rank the our favorite bits in the movie. Bits in Buster Scruggs. Yeah. Okay. So quick top five. Uh, I, I would say five four five through three is the just the first movie alone. The the literal ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. Uh, just because of just because of um, Tim Blake Nelson being a super professional. So marksman. fucking good. <laughs> and that, that might have been my favorite one of the of the whole movie. That's definitely my oh, my favorite uh, uh, short film of the of the vignettes. Um, I would go, let's see, I'm going to go number five is the, the one with Zoe Kazan. Okay. And then where, you know, all that stuff happens. Number four, I'll go the Liam Neeson one. Yeah. Yep. Pretty bleak. That one is very depressing. Very dark. Uh, number three, I'm going to go James Franco and the pot, the pan shot, pan, pan shot with my guy, Steven Root. Yep. And uh, number two, I'm gonna go the gold with Tom Waits. All right, that is fucking great. And number one, I gotta go Sir the the ballad, 
the ballad. Yeah, the ballad's number one. Yeah. Uh, uh, the ballad's just number one. Just because that song was so fucking, all the songs were so fucking good, yeah. and and it was just that was that was like the perfect tone setter for the beginning of this movie. Absolutely, I would have it at number one, but the fact that there's so many good parts in it, I had to put it in the back end uh, at at five, four, three, two, and one is a toss up for me. Two, the one the one scene that the one bit that makes me think a lot is the. Um, is the scene with the no armed, no legged man? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that that bit, one. yeah, that bit just just destroys me. And then the number one, um, I'm gonna have to give it to to the gold. You gotta give it to Tom. Tom gold. Waits. That was that was so good. Such a great uh, sequence. I love that he didn't die too. Yeah, spoiler alert. He, he, sur- he survives his uh, altercations, his struggle. That was about a Well, we don't know what's, if he really what's, what's your number eight? <sighs> this one I had to think about a lot. It's a movie. It's a movie that was highly overlooked, if you ask me, just because it was released earlier. Right. I think you are right. I'm um, glad that I'm glad that this is on your list so that we can talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we it, saw this together. We saw this together. Uh, early early matinee showing. Uh, I, I, I as soon as I saw the trailer, I immediately wanted to see this film because it was so different. It's it's weighed. Um, I don't know. It's it's just got over overlooked. It was searching with John Cho. The 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 film that was completely filmed yeah, on give our guy John, give our guy John Cho some more leading roles. John Cho has John Cho got the is, chops. He's the man. He he's uh should we make him the official official man of Real Rodden? Uh, he. I, I feel like that's like degrading him because we watch is. bad movies. We but, well, we'll. But we'll, I want somebody to stand. You know, we gotta have a we gotta have a stand for our podcast. He deserves to be an acting Hall of Fame for Real Rotten just based on Harold and Kumar alone. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. But um, searching, great fucking movie. Great film. Uh, well done. Uh, it's it's not like this trope of uh, unfollowed. Do you remember those movies? Unfollowed? Yeah, yeah. So so where everything is filmed on a computer. It's a great idea. But it was poorly executed in a horror sense. But it's great in that this guy had everything, uh, knew everything about technology and how to how to research things. I mean, I to... for, I forgot that we were watching only screens halfway through the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, there, there, a great there, twist. There was only a couple times where I wanted like, give me a real shot. But then the rest of it, I was like, they kind of spoon fed you the spoon fed you the twist. But but the second yeah, yeah, twist yeah. was even better. Yeah. I really enjoyed the 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 final twist. Of, I think of totally life. totally worth seeing. Yeah, definitely check that out. It's it was over overstock film. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And now we're gonna take a little break in our um, top ten in to, our discussion list to give you our favorite scenes of the year. Yeah, let's do it. So, okay, so, so we have some contenders here. Yeah, we have we have plenty of contenders. So we have uh, uh, Gaga's. Uh, we, we but first, 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 let's talk about uh, the movies in general this year. Yeah, because we didn't really discuss that at the top. Yeah. So this was a very good year, mm. but not a very great year. Yeah, maybe. I guess. I just I I I looked. So I looked back and I took. I I went inside myself, mm. and then then I came. Wow. Yeah, and then, well, no, I came to a conclusion. Cut that part out, Kyle. No, I came to the conclusion that this movie year was good. That's all I got. I I disagree. It it's it was it a, wasn't it wasn't bad. It was an okay year for movies. It wasn't the worst year, but it wasn't the best. It year wasn't by the a best long year. Shot. It wasn't the best. There wasn't a single movie that even got close to my top twenty of all time. And that's clearly no offense to the to the woke and radicalized movies and 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 all, all the great films that have released this year. They 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 were great films made, yeah. but it wasn't like a power punch, power packed, action packed, pack whatever you want uh, movie year. Yeah, you so know. I wanted I wanted to take the moment. So this this is where we should go back to last year. So this is the second fresh fresh episode. Yeah, 
So I want to go back to last year to see if this year was actually as bad as I thought it might have been. Mm-hmm. And it, it turns out that this year was not as good. No. That's for sure. Last year actually had uh, my, my top four movies were honestly still some of my favorite movies like today. Oh, really? So I had, here's my top ten. Lady Bird, Florida Project, Get Out, Big Sick. Shape of Water at five, three billboards, Columbus, Call Me By Your Name, Phantom Thread, and then I had Dunkirk, and then Band-Aid, and then Good Time as my 11 and 12. Wow. But uh, I think I would I would rearrange that a little bit today, but nothing that really... You can't, you can't change the past. Yeah, nothing that, nothing that stands out is like, but but number one through three, Lady Bird, Florida Project, Get Out, are, and Big Sick. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Big Sick is... Probably in my top 20 of all time. Lady Bird is probably in my top 20 of all time. Wowzers. And Florida Project is damn close. And Get Out Get is, Out's for sure. And Get there. Out's just one of the best movies made in like the last 20 years. Yeah, definitely. So we didn't have any of that this year. No, no. Nothing that like... We had a lot of great movies. There there may be one or two movies that might shake you to the core uh, this year. But other than that, it's it's not like super impactful where you're like, yeah, I can watch that over and over and over and over and over Yeah, and over so again. Your, your top 10... We had a uh, Florida Project, Get Out, Lady Bird, Blade Runner, Big Sick. Yeah, Blade Runner. I mean, come on. The Force. The Force. Logan, Jack Disaster Oka. Artist, Coco, and Shape of Water. Which is a good. That's a good list. Yeah. No, it's it's across the board. I'm glad that you included Logan and uh, Coco on that. Logan is one of the most well done superhero movies of all time, and I, and I and I'll fight anybody that says different. Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, uh, best new superhero movies of the year. Eventually. I mean, when you have, I mean, that's 2018 in a nutshell. When it the really is. Majority of your films that are not only blockbuster hits, but but like critically well received year are superhero films. It's not really the best year of 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 groundbreaking I mean, yeah, film. There's, there's so many superhero movies that now we're we're trying to find out which. Now it's like its own category. You almost. have to filter it out. It's it's like its own it's its own thing. Really, they're they're not like. You know, Oscar worthy, but they're, uh, best, they're, they're best, well received. Movies. Best scenes of the year. Let's go for it. All right, we got. Uh, all right, we got. Uh, Star is born. You got Gaga's first appearance uh, in front of a live audience. Okay, so let's 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 discuss it. Do you think that is the top moment of the year? I think that that might stand out as the moment of the year. It's the, in the top the, three. The shallow performance. Yeah, it's in the top three. It's 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 fights for one or two every time. We all all everything disclosed. We watched it last night. Star is born. We rewatched, rewatched, rewatched it. it. Yeah. And uh, the movie is so fucking good. It, it captivates. It's a very you. good movie. It's a captivating movie. I'm sure it's it's I'm sure it's high up on both of our lists. So we'll discuss it later yeah um, i mean i just realized that it wasn't on my list so i have to uh i have to add it in there yeah why don't you think about that you idiot um meanwhile i'll talk about the other uh other uh film sequences of the year you have the, uh, the riot in roma the whole uh the whole beginning middle and end of uh of that conflict in in roma is just yeah, roma like the last the last 30 Ooh, man the last 30 minutes are just bananas I, I would say I would even go further, like the even in the last hour to yeah, last probably last hour, now. probably last hour, because yeah. it's so long. It's a two two forty five movie. No, 250. it's not that long. No, it's super long. It feels like that long. It's over two hours. Maybe because long. it's black and white. That's why it feels like that long. Oh, okay. I beg to differ. Here, um, sir. No, I don't think it's that long. But I I do think that the beginning it, it is kind of slow, but probably top ten most beautiful movie I've seen ever. Definitely. But, uh, the ride sequence itself is so fucking crazy. Two hours and fifteen minutes. 
See? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right, right. Nobody makes a three hour movie anymore unless your Avengers come here next year. Yeah, right. Um, you have the the whole uh, Live Aid scene, the whole full Live Aid scene from Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody, not uh, on any of our top ten lists. But no, but I think that, that gave me the most goosebumps this year. Definitely. That, scene. That, that, that film itself is just the, like. The reason to see that movie is for the Live Aid scene. Definitely. And it's shot for shot. It's shot for yeah. shot. Watch the, watch shot the original Live Aid sequence, and it, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, Rami Malek. Yeah, when, when it goes, when it goes to the crowd and you see all the people singing along and everything, that, doing the it, clapping, that's yeah. the thing that fucking made me cry. I cried at the end of that movie because of that, of those people like enjoying the concert. Yeah. <laughs> that It just made you want to go see a concert. And coming You're like it, everybody go see a concert right after this. And coming from like children of, of, of people who were born during like Queen's superior uh, phase in the 70s and 80s. My mom fucking loved this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I shout would say to my Deb. parents shout to Deb. for sure would agree. Uh, you have the last... For all, We're having a last... Last sequences of movies are, are, are really high on our list here because yeah, we yeah. have the last 20 minutes of um, Into the into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Which is probably the best animated film, but yeah, I don't think it'll be gonna, recognized. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. And then, so. uh, uh, Nick, you can speak more on this, the training of the horse. In, yeah, in yeah. And the movie The Rider. The movie The Rider. Um... Where he where he breaks he breaks the horse, it's it's, it's a, interesting. Yeah, it it's like it's melancholy and the the air of the scene feels like something when it's happening, and it's really just him living his life and like doing what he knows what 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 to do and how to do it and what he loves and yeah. and watching it is like actually a moment of seeing somebody like really connect. Yeah. with a horse. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting to the see that movie, on the film. The whole movie is great. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so so out of these, out of these, do you got a favorite? No, I think that I think that there's a couple more. Oh, um, you, oh off the top of my head, first reformed, um, the scene. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Mention the, as many as you want. You still got to pick your best one. No, I don't remember the words for it. But they they uh, him. It's Ethan Hawke and Amanda Seyfried. Mm-hmm. They they're laying like chest to chest. It's just like a thing. And then they go flying, like meditating wise, like through the air. That scene is like, this is me moving my hands a lot. He's uh, having a seizure here, folks. And then um, <laughs> I would have to say there there was a couple other scenes that nearly made the list. Um, Sisters, Brothers. Okay. There's a scene where they all fucking get on fire, and it is crazy. I'd say fight sequences. Uh, you mentioned Sisters Brothers. I would say uh, a lot of fight sequences would make best scenes. Like the a lot of the fight fight scenes in Upgrade. If you've seen Upgrade, yes, yet, yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, those are fantastically done. Uh, yeah, Upgrade. I wanted to put on my top ten. It's worth it, but it's it's just oh, it almost misses the mark. Um, and then the fight sequence in uh, You Were Never Really Here. Yes. Yeah. Oh my All god. All those fight sequences the, are great. The, you know, the the stairwell. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, CCTV one that yeah. was bananas. Absolutely great. Absolutely great. Great job. A lot of great. A lot of very good scenes this year. I, I, I believe it's uh, justified that the call out that stunt coordinators need to get recognized Oscar Oscar wise uh, needs to happen. Yeah. Let's let's make that our thing. Let's let, let's stand stunt coordinator. You wanna you wanna shun technical uh, direction awards? Then then yeah, no, put we're, in stunt we're coordinators here, we're and tell me people don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah, and then but they need to make that montage like 
you know, with the nominated for this movie, it needs to be like a minute and a half long. Because, like from MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, stats. they need to they need to include every single crazy stunt in every movie, yeah. and then you're just like, oh my god, somebody like made this happen. And the first posthumous award would go to the Fast and the Furious, the final uh, the final drag race, obviously. And now it's time for our seven through five. Oh, well, you, you didn't pick your best scene. What's your favorite scene, brother? Oh, I had to choose one. I'm gonna go Gaga on on yeah. uh, uh, the shallow scene. Yep. After rewatching it last night, it really maybe it's recency bias. It hit me. No, it hit me hard in the theaters. It, um, and it hit me almost almost. I just had as chill, hard. I had chills, and my heart was pounding the entire time in the theaters when Definitely. I saw that part. Definitely, like that whole. I think it's gonna stand. Minutes. It's gonna yeah. stand out as like a, a scene that I remember forever. Yeah. So I think that's the one you have to choose, right? Is like a scene that you remember for the rest of your life. I mean, but that's interchangeable. I, I'm one and two. I have to. It's a toss up. Who's for your me. number two? Uh, uh, the riot sequence. The riot sequence of Roma. I'll always remember just as much as I'll remember um, Ali being on stage. I know. Honestly, I I might remember the guy doing naked uh, karate more. In, oh my god! <laughs> of course you will. You love them flopping wieners. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do seven through five. Seven through five. Seven five. Uh, I'll I'll start this time. So my number seven is. Stars born, really? Here it is. Wow. Yep. Okay. Um, that's low. If it's you not ask low. Me. It's not low. low. I mean, after the rewatch, it it, it moved back up. If anything. Wow. Because it was totally think, out of your list. I think it's going to be a movie that people remember for a very long time, and I'm glad about that because I think that um. I think Bradley Cooper nailed it. He I really it. think he nailed it. He like, nailed it. And it's his first time. Yeah, it's his first time. I think that he's not getting quite enough recognition for it. I mean, Amateur directors. I, th- I think it's because people are just like, oh, it's Bradley Cooper. Like, what the fuck else could he want? Fre- fresh directors are, are making a, a strong statement this year in the Oscars. But yeah, my number seven, Star is Born. Okay. Uh, I think that we'll we'll talk about more when you we, when you get up to it. What number is Because <laughs> it's way up higher on my list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number seven for me... Um, it's another horror film that that made uh, quite the impact. It wasn't Hereditary. That I was a toss up between this and Hereditary, and um, I just had to pick it because it's it was so original. It's uh it's so uh so different in that there's not a lot of dialogue. What is it? It's called Quiet Place. It's Quiet a Quiet Place, Place by uh, John Krasinski, uh, starring uh starring him and his wife Emily Emily Blunt. Uh, who really, who really are well probably had. probably top. Top power couple in Hollywood right they're now. They're the top. They're the top Hollywood. I couple. think they're number one. Yeah, they're number one. Like, because there's, no, they, there's they nobody mesh. else that I, I I like more than those two together. God, they mesh so well. They they it, are it so fucking funny. It and makes like, me yeah. fucking sick. Yeah, to my I know. Stomach. I just want I just want them to be unhappy, but I can't force it upon. Them. No, I don't want them to ever be unhappy. I just I just want to have. I a, know. Well, for my own self esteem. You know. Yeah, of course. Um, six. What you got for me, brother? My number six is. Documentary Mind of the Gap. Mm, all right, so so I know a little bit about this movie. I don't think a lot of people know this movie. Though. Yes, I mean I included it because people don't know about this movie. Yeah, it, uh, they, it's, they need on to Hulu, know. it's on Hulu right now, though. Check it. So now's your chance to watch it. Majority of these movies are streaming, and uh, I think that so it it's about three kids growing up in Ohio in the middle of fucking nowhere, and how. And and they're skaters and uh, God, it's just it's it's so real and in just what life is. Yeah, and that you, if you don't have a plan, if you do have a plan, and like how your plan shakes out, and there's like, it sounds the a lot fucking the fucking curveballs life throw at you. Like Mind of the Gap is on point. It sounds a lot like Rich Hill. Have you seen Rich Hill from like not. 2015? It's it's like kids growing up in super rural community but they don't have like a single like 
thing they're revolved around. So the fact that skating is revolved around mining. Yeah. So, so yeah, skating is like the connective tissue throughout the whole movie. Like they can always go back to skating Mm -hmm. and, and it started as a skating thing. Like the, the Bing Lu, the director just was recording them skating. And then it just turned into like this way bigger thing because he was just recording his friends and then realized that there's like a real story there. That's awesome. And I highly recommend it. I think everybody should go out and watch it. It's on Hulu. And it's it's like an hour and 45, and it will make you feel things. Yeah. So go feel things. I Watch def- that movie. I need to feel me some Even if you're not into skating, it's really just like a, a, a – I mean, I guess it's more of like a boys movie, but it's about like becoming a man. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a growing up tale. Uh, speaking of growing up tale, my number six uh, film resonates with me so much. For growing um, up, yeah. For growing up and 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 uh, living life as a as a young kid and idolizing this 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 fellow Fred Rogers. It's uh, won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? We watched this. Yeah, we this was another movie pass. Uh, yeah, we saw uh, it together. Film. Um, uh, I, I was looking forward to this film for God since I first saw the trailer, probably eight months before the release. Um, saw little snippets of, of what was going to be in the film on the internet before, like, uh, the whole sequence with the, the kid who had the, the bad spinal cord, um, and the sequence with the FCC, uh, the FCC hearings, uh, yep. about PBS funding and, and the, the spinal cord guy, like really destroyed me. <laughs> yeah. If, the, if you don't cry during that, during that song and that, that interview sequence, um, you have ice in your veins we did we did have a weird experience during this movie though this is like this is definitely my oh yeah weirdest theater experience during a documentary the weirdest thing that happened to me in a movie this year and it stars a couple of wooks nick you you set this table yeah it was like two hippie hippity dippities two hippies major hippies yeah they definitely brought their own food Brought their own food, brought in their own foil, drink. In foil, yeah. yeah. And so they were... They, in foil during the theater. Yeah. you know, so, everybody loves foil during a quiet yeah. <laughs> sequence in, in film, let alone a documentary. <laughs> they they ate most of it before the movie started. So then the movie started, and then it's going for like 15 minutes, right? Yeah. And then she like tries to... It's a couple, so and she tries to wake up her guy, and then he's not waking he's up. He's not waking up. He's just out. He's out. And then she's like shaking him. And he's not waking up. And then she like starts slapping him in the face and he's not waking up. And that's that was the moment where I was just like, oh, shit. What the fuck's going on? Like here? something yeah. is about to happen. And if this guy's dead, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, like, this is crazy. And then she's standing in front of him and slapping him in the face and he's not waking up. And then that's when the whole theater kind of get like gets woke. Woken to, up that there's yeah, a situation yeah. <laughs> yeah. afoot in the middle of this fucking Mr. Rogers documentary, which is just like very heartwarming. <laughs> and you're just like, oh God. Yeah. So then somebody's like, okay, I'm going to go get the manager. And then right when they leave to get the manager, he like, without any provocation, he just stirs and he's like, oh. Yo, and he wakes up. Yeah. He's just like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. What's going on? And then I was just like, you need to leave. You need yeah. to leave and go to see we a were doctor. Like, you need to leave. You need to leave. But then they didn't leave. They didn't leave at all. They, they stayed there, and they kept watching the movie. And For, like, we, 20 more minutes. Yeah, and we were just like, you need to get the fuck out. I need yeah. to not be, like, looking at the screen and then looking down at you and hoping just that you're going like, to survive. Are you going to pass out again? Are you going to die again? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen, man? So are you going to eat more they oil left. food? Thankfully, they left Thankfully. before, like, the 30-minute mark. God, so nerve-wracking. It was so nerve-wracking. I've never been so nervous in such a joyous movie before. I, I blocked that out, to be honest with you. I blocked that out because it was such a pleasant experience the rest of the film watching. It really was such a 
people but naming. It was like two different experiences. I, so so this this uh, this is a call out. This is probably the year uh, in cinematic history where I probably cried most during uh, during films. I cried a, in a lot of movies. I think there was yeah. there was one movie that really opened me up, and I think it was Roma. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I was balling uh, during a lot. Yeah, of, I saw Roma in theaters, and then I cried at like the next seven movies that I saw. Yeah, uh, and here's another cry, and it's also another documentary. It's my number five. Yep, three identical strangers. Three identical strangers. Another movie that we saw together. Another movie. <laughs> yeah. <movie. laughs> yeah. Um. No. No. If you can't tell we're ex- best friends. We're yeah. best friends. No unpleasant experiences uh, to speak of from that cinematic uh, experience. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was at the Alamo Draft. It was at House. the Alamo Draft House. Yeah, it was great. You can't go wrong there. Um, before a, before a nice volleyball game. Such a crazy, crazy documentary. Unbelievable that that is a thing. It is stream, I, is streaming on PBS. Yeah, yeah. Check it on PBS. I believe it's a CNN film as well. Yeah, CNN um, film. Yeah. Definitely watch that film. It's so hard to describe. Just to just to set the table on this film, um, it's three three. It's exactly what it is. Three identical strangers. They're three triplets that were separated at birth. And lived uh, amongst each other and didn't even know that they existed until they went to college. Yeah, and the least crazy part is that when they that's find the least crazy part. Yeah. yeah, the least crazy part is that they find each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not even the craziest thing. It goes so much. I think deeper. that would win my like twist of the year. Yeah, the why the everything why they were that happens every like level that that goes in the movie. It was just bananas. It'll make you angry. It'll make you sad. It'll make you very very uh, happy. My to, number five is uh, my number five is Spider Verse. Wow. Okay. Okay. Into the Spider Verse, best animated movie of 2018. Even best though best animated movie nice. of best animated movie of 2018, best superhero movie of 2018. Mm, that's possibly bold. the best superhero movie of the last five years. Wow, really? Do you, do you think it's the best Spider-Man movie? I think it might be. It just might be. To be, it honest. might be the best Spider-Man movie, which it says something if I'm putting it above my guy Toby. I know, and I'm a big Holy Trilogy fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's really that's really the truth. But um, Spider Verse was just fresh. It was really fucking fresh. Like if it's the uh, theme of the episode, the fresh, the fresh episode. Definitely, it's but it's the freshest movie of the year, if you ask me. It really was. It, it the only bad part about it was that the theater that we saw it in had like three glowing blue lights behind the screen. Yeah, yeah, but what which you really mean? fucking bugged me at some point. Yeah, that's whatever. But other than that, like this movie was one of my more enjoyable experiences in a in the theater this year. Mm. So right. I'm giving you to Spider-Verse. All right. And now it's time for our personal top fives. Personal top five. So we've got a couple top fives to run through. I'm going to do my my usual every year. Give me two. My top five. Too scary, didn't see movies. Of course, we gotta we gotta talk about that. Yeah, I gotta I gotta tell you the movies that I didn't see because I was. But too you scared. did see one on this. I, list. I actually I actually did come around to the last one. Yeah. So, but so it's honorable mention if anything. Yeah. So number one was Hereditary. Of course, you're never gonna see that movie. Yeah. I I, which is a great film. It's a great scary movie. It's one of the like best scary films, uh, that I've seen in a while. Is it really? Yeah. Definitely. Is it really scary though? I wa- I rewatched it a second time and then uh, I wasn't. You as- saw it again. Saw it again. <laughs> I heard it's just so fucked up. It's fucked up. I read about the 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 car accident scene. Oh my god! Don't even. And I heard that's fucking bananas. It, I watched that. I watched that and then immediately watched like the explained version of Hereditary. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. There's there's so much symbology in that movie. It's hard to not rewatch it. <laughs> All those symbiotics. Um, my number two didn't watch too scary overlord i didn't watch it either but not because i was too scared i couldn't get it it was like get a showing it was like that body gore man i can't do that and then uh, i didn't see halloween okay 
Neither and then I, uh, the the fourth one is Suspiria. Yeah, Suspiria. With my guy, uh, Jean Luc. Jean Luc. It's not Godard, is it? No, not Godard. It's uh, I don't know. Who Even though I want to say about. that, I don't know uh, who you're talking about. He's the guy that did. Uh, he did fucking Call Me by Your Name last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Your your boy from Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, that and guy? then he he does Call Me by Your Name. Luca Guadagnino. Luca Guadagnino. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, he he does. A love movie, and then he comes out and remakes like a horror one movie. One of the one of the scariest movies of all time. Dakota Johnson in it. Yeah, Tilda also Swinton. Also, my girl, Tilda Swinton in three roles. Yes. So that's scary. Chloe Grace Moritz. She's always in scary yes. movies. I want to see this movie, but I know that I can't fucking handle it. It's just gonna be weirder. More the trailer. Than the trailer freaks me out so bad. I it's can't just watch so it. weird. And uh, my my number five was eighth grade. Was eighth grade. I'm gonna add a number, another one that you're not gonna see. Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. Oh no, Mandy. I actually want to. See. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but we're Man- gonna list Mandy's, it as Mandy's been on enough top ten lists that I I'm not scared of it. Well, you didn't see it, so we're putting it on the list. Okay, yeah. Okay, but place, I want, if you well, haven't seen it, don't see eighth grade because it's super scary in an awkward way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't. I avoided eighth grade for the longest time. We're gonna get to it eventually, but I avoided eighth grade for the longest time because I was so nervous about how it would make me feel. I know comedians just know how to cut you to the core. Like there's these there's movies. all these scary movies that I'm just like I'm scared to go to because I know that I'm gonna be like on edge. But eighth grade was the one that I knew if I went to, I would just be like my guts would just like wrench up together and form one blob, and then I'd poop it out, and then I'd have no body for the rest of my life. It is a more that's an excellent description, by the way. It is a more awkward movie there's more awkward sequences in this film than um swingers and that says a lot yes yeah and i'm uh and then the next top five for me top five musicals uh this is not a steven category because uh steven i've probably only seen three musicals this year. not a big musical and they're guy. unintentional musicals yeah. yeah uh you know my number one musical of the year can't believe it i'm going mama mia here we go again. Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again was fucking enjoyable as hell. It was also movie past movie. And you didn't see the first one. so so I did see the first oh, one. Oh, you did? I thought. I of thought course you I've seen the first one. Oh, I love Mamma Mia. But Lily James, I love me some Lily James. And uh, and then my number two, I'm going to go Star is Born. Sure. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And then Mary Poppins. Yep. And then since it only kind of qualifies as a musical, I'm going Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the first vignette it's got some musical sequences yeah, yeah. it's got a couple yeah but i do want to i want to i wanted to take this moment to shout out mama mia i think that everybody should see that movie <laughs> it is just so fucking sunny like the that's the best thing i can think of to describe it and that go that's the end of our uh, segment um one man's opinion uh, with nick lyons yep does Star is Born count as a musical? Yeah, it does. It's I think a, it's, so. It's a I think you're right. There's I a think, lot of musical I think so, sequences. Right? And yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, Star is Born, Bohemian. Um, oh, God. There's Let's talk movie. about Bohemian because we're not going to talk about it ever again after this part. Probably. Um, uh, you just watched it. It's a just. It's a well-deserved Oscar nomination for Rami Malek. That's about it. It doesn't deserve any other Oscar besides yeah. that. I think um, that, yeah, it, it's, it's a very enjoyable movie, but that's because I just want to hear Queen as loud as possible in a the theater. Of course, because everybody loves Queen. Everybody like, loves Queen. It's, it's, you, there's a reason why they were one of the biggest Yeah, there's a reason that this movie did well, and it's, it's not because Rami Malek's a great actor. It's, it's not because it's a well-done movie it's pieced because, together It's perfectly. because it's fun, and like people want to hear Queen songs as loud as fucking possible. The editing is atrocious in this film. The editing is very bad. It's <laughs> and so it bad. won the editing award. Yeah, unbelievable. It won best editing at the so Globes. fucking crazy insane insane how why hollywood loves this movie okay so next top five we got uh 
top five Netflix movies. Hot take. It's a closet queen movie of Hollywood. Closet queen movie. Uh, top five Netflix movies. Uh, I've, I've seen a few of these. Um, Nick, you have a better list than yeah, I these, do, so you these, go right ahead. These are my top five. Number one, Roma. Of which, course. Which gets you on our list. Yep. Uh, the Battle Buster Scruggs yep. is two. Set it up. Rom- it's rom-com season. Sure. Rom-coms are back. The only people that can afford to make like middle middle of the road rom-coms anymore is Netflix because they yeah. don't give fuck about their budget. Yeah. They're making fucking 90 movies a year somehow. Insane. I don't know. I don't know how where this money's coming from or anything, but yeah. It's all those $10 set subscriptions. It, set it up is so so good. So so good. I mean, I'll, I'll only knock Tay Diggs. Uh yeah, yeah. Lucy Lou though. Lucy Lou, she re- she's a redeemer. Uh, to all the boys I've loved before okay. is my number four Okay, because it's just completely enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then Bird Box. I got to give a Bird Box all shout right. out. All right. Yeah, you got to. I mean, I'll, I'll keep Kick that. I'll keep that list. Uh, I'm gonna take out, set it up into all the boys that I've loved before. Uh, I would leave all the boys, but I haven't uh, seen it. I'll oh replace them God. with. I'm gonna replace it with uh, Shirkers. I haven't seen Shirkers Shirker. yet, but that deserves <laughs> to be on the list. And Polar. That's it. That's oh, Polar. Five. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Polar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So here's mine. Uh, my my. I only got two. Two of my top fives here. Uh, you, I'm sure have a list, but I'm gonna. Yeah, I got, I'm gonna I say my top five movie past movies of the year. Um, these are the, these are the um these yeah, are the movies that I saw on oh, Movie Pass. Let's do a quick moment of silence for Movie Pass. You were so great. We used to we used to not pay to go to movies. We paid ten dollars a month, and then we could see as many movies as we wanted. We knew it was we knew it was too good to be true, but. We, we we didn't accept what the future was. We knew that it wasn't something that was sustainable. But we will always love you. And now we bury you. Movie pass. We loved you. And we will never love like that ever again. Okay, so your top five movie passes. <sighs> yeah, top five movie passes. Uh, we're going. What five, a time in history, though. Five that, to that, one. That movie pass happened. Yeah. You know, I think that I will never forget the the first three months of 2018 is because I greatest, I saw like 25 movies for fucking free. Great basically. cinematic, great cinematic uh, time in our lives. Uh, number five, a uh, quiet place. Number four, Old Man of the Gun. Number three, Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Number two, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Number one, three. Identical. Alan Dye is kind of getting short shrift on on uh, on. It's all it's all that cultural appropriation talk. Yeah. It's a load of shit, if you ask me. It's really like Green Book, which is on neither of our lists. Uh, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Okay, I saw Green Book, and it was a very enjoyable movie. Yeah, it's but, just but I've been, I've been shamed into not putting it on my top ten. Look, I mean, when you have I white mean, people showing black people how to eat fried chicken, you you got a few problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, which is like I'm not I'm not. Mad people are shaming me out of the out of the list because yeah. it deserves to not be on there. Yeah. But before I end uh, my personal top fives, bad. before I end my personal top fives, I do want to give a shout out. Twenty eighteen may not have been the best overall year for movies, but it was the year of the documentary. So many good documentary yeah, films, at least like mainstream documentaries. It's, like I've never I've never seen I I heard a thing that over 
that four documentaries made over twenty million dollars this year. Yeah, absolutely. Like, which for, is crazy. Yeah. That is just crazy. It's it just goes to show you people are willing to watch um, subjective uh, subjective footage. Yeah, movies. like non like fucking nonfiction. Yeah, nonfiction, but it's also like have, has the biased. nonfiction books book section ever been as big as the fiction? No, but this is like it's it's finally like getting its getting its due, getting its comeuppance. So yeah, uh, speaking of that, I'm going to give my top five documentaries. Go for it. So we have, I mean, there's plenty of contenders. I don't think we can count that they should not grow old. Uh, I don't think it, it it made the Oscar mark. Uh, I think yeah, it might be next year a contender. It might for be next year. year too. I think. And it was I more of a cinematic experience, so maybe that's why it didn't get nominated. I really hope it gets nominated next year. But if if not, I could I can understand why it was at a weird middle point. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure where it fell on the timeline of uh, of if it would be nominated or not. Regardless, it deserves its honorable mention. This is where it is. Yeah. Watch They Shall Not Grow Old. Hopefully yeah. at a big screen. I'm going to mention it later. Hopefully in 3D. Um, yeah, it was great. It's fantastic. It's one Crazy. of the only 3D films that fucking, I thoroughly approved. Fucking bananas. It's just so – it's just it's long. I mean, it's a two-hour film, but it's it's worth no. it. It's an hour and forty, but then there's thirty minutes so after it that you have that you have to watch. you have to watch it. Yeah, so it's it. it's basically a two hour and a half movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's worth it. So so, uh, you got that. You got uh, won't you be my neighbor? You got three identical strangers. RBG, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. Uh, Free Solo, the Alex Honnold documentary. Uh, Minding the Gap, as Nick mentioned earlier. Uh, you have Love Gilded, the Gilda Radner documentary, which I heard rave reviews about. And then uh, a secret movie that me that me and Nick uh, that me and Nick wanted to see, but we have yet to it's scotty in the secret history of hollywood about a, a hollywood pimp in the 40s and 50s a bisexual hollywood pimp of the 40s and 50s um so he's got a lot of juicy stories i think we should definitely see that yeah yeah at so some point i would say top five for me without having a, a, a filter here you got i'm gonna give it number one to uh it's a toss-up between neighbor and three identical so that's one and two interchangeable you got uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, number three. Um, RBG was so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was just very inspiring. I saw it on the basis of sex, too. Oh, yeah. And also a very great movie. So it was the year of RBG. Um, number f- number four, uh, I would say Mining the Gap. And five, Free Solo, just because it's Oscar-nominated and everybody loves that loves that film. I want to see it. Um, Nick doesn't want to see it. That's oh, that, that should be that, in your that's, scary. That's probably my number five. Top. Yeah, that's your top five uh, scary, too scary, didn't see. Too scary, didn't see, because it was just like... Because Ter- he he could die any second. He climbs El Capitan <laughs> with no rope. It is so crazy. Like I, I was worried about like throwing up watching the movie. Let alone like thinking of how he sleeps at night. He's a crazy son of a son of a bee, but he uh, he made a great film. Yeah, I listened to the interview with the directors of that movie. Yeah, and it is super intriguing. Like how they made it. There, he the husband. It's a husband and wife team. Mm-hmm. The husband's a climber. And he's known Alex for years. And the, the wife is a, a filmmaker. And we have a lot of friends that are climbers, too. And that's all they talk about is this movie. So so that's why it's probably left off our top ten list. And that's why we yeah. probably haven't seen it, too. <laughs> well, we haven't seen it. We but... don't want to oblige them by uh, by seeing, oh, yeah, we saw Free we saw free Solo, man. So great. We're going to go climb with you guys. Going to go, gonna go uh, open face rock uh, down, down the peak. Going to hit some gnar, gnar things. That's not how our friends talk. That's just how I talk. Fresh Nar pal. Bob, Bob the Nar. Hitting the Nar is like a top 10 for me. All right. So so we're coming down close to the end of our list. So so I think we got to talk about who won the year. Is that, is that what I we're think, doing? I, th- I think we agree. Yeah. yeah. Let's so talk about who won the year. It's our personal Oscars, folks. 
Yep. We're and giving then, out best best person. So here are the nominees for who won the year. Then we're going to go with our other personal uh, personal Oscars. So so give us our noms, Nick. Okay. Number one nominee, Brian Tyree Henry. So many movies. So many movies. He and was he in, was in Atlanta season two. Yeah. And not, not including television. He was yeah. in five films and then 11 credits this whole year. Crazy. That is something. And he... Kills it every time. Nanners. Yeah. There is something about that guy that is watchable. Like every time that you see him, you're you're captivated by like what he has to say. Yeah. Like at first I thought he was just paper boy, paper boy. Gotta get that. After I boy. saw that first season of Atlanta, but now that he's like popping up and everything, he is just incredible. And then we got um Lily James. I only put her on the list because she's a returnee from last year's. Uh, she so she did four movies last year and three movies this year. It's just like Lily, come on! You're like you're working too hard. You know what I mean? And uh, Mamma Mia, I already talked about it, but you should watch it just so you can fall in love with Lily James again. She is so lovable. Tessa Thompson. I Tessa think, Thompson. I think Tessa Thompson. Oh man, she's a heavy contender here. In yeah, this category. it's crazy. It's she. She was in so many movies this year, so and, many. and like played like a vital supporting role in a lot of them. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Sorry to bother you, Annihilation, Little Woods, and Creed Two. Yeah. She was a like top billed actress in. That's Insane. four fucking movies. Insane. Um, then we got Bradley Cooper. B Coops. B Coops in I, the biggest I, movie of the year. Directing. I put him on the list because he he wrote. He wrote, starred in, and directed one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah. He was Rocket Raccoon in The Avengers. In the biggest movie of the year. And, uh, yeah, and I guess we should talk about Endgame. Whatever. Kyle. No one cares. And uh, he was in The Mule. And he was in The Mule. He was, which we didn't he's see. He's a Clint Eastwood collaborator. <laughs> we which, did not see The Mule. Yeah, I don't care. But I heard that movie is bad good. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Phoenix was in three movies this year you were never here you won't uh don't worry he won't get far in foot and the sisters brothers casted casted and filmed uh the joker film this yep. year and uh john c Riley is the last nominee because this award exists because of john c Riley. yeah um he's the only person to ever be in three oscar nominated films in one year in 2000 and what year was chicago <laughs> 2000 two 2002 2003 like yeah yeah uh he was in The Sisters Brothers, which he produced, Stan and Ollie, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, yep. and Holmes and Watson. The worst movie of the year, apparently. Worst movie of the year. And then uh, Mahershala. We have a Mahershala. We have, so, to, we have so, to squeeze so, him in. No, no. I thought about Mahershala, mm -hmm. but he, he, he goes too far into 2019. True Detective doesn't count. No, true. I'm not counting True Detective, but I'm counting, uh, I'm counting Green Book. I'm counting um, his appearance in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, um, those are the only two he did, though. No, he did something else. Uh, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Well, Mahershala. So that's the list of the uh, who won the year. Drum roll. We'll, we'll, we'll announce the winner. We'll announce the winner a little bit. Oh, you're right. He only did that. My vote, Tessa Thompson. I think she is captivating. That's your vote? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She... I she this is the year that she last year she became something and this year she became it. Yeah. She like, she, she is pretty she a girl is, she's now. like not not watchable. Mm, I see. And she's dating Janelle Monet. 
Oh, she's dating Janelle Monet. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't... allegedly. We uh, don't really know. Oh, oh, okay. You're just dishing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just... a toss-up for me between Tessa Thompson and Brian Tyree. Yeah, Byron Tyree Henry is the other option. Um, honorable mention to Bradley Cooper just because he he pulled off a monumental year. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for, like, shirking him, but... Uh, he He's already shirked. Yeah, he, he's, he's been he's shirked. He's at peace with it. Everybody's just like, you just know what? home to his hot wife. He yeah, don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you, you got it all, Bradley. Why do you need more? You need to be known as like a well, a well-to-do filmmaker. No, no. Yeah. Just take what you're given. Be like a nice actor for once. All right. Um, Let's do our uh, four through two. Four through two, and then we'll save our number ones. Well, no, we got a consensus number one, so so we don't need to talk much about it. We can okay. just dish on it all the way. Let's uh, let's, let's do, do let's finish our personal Oscars. Let's do uh, best bad movie of the year for you, and then um, and then we'll get into Kyle's top ten, and then we'll do our. Oh yeah, we have we gotta do Kyle's top ten. All right, so best bad movie of the year, Nick. Quick, give me a rapid fire. Aquaman. Wow. Aquaman was the best fucking bad movie that I saw this year, and it so wasn't jealous. even close. It was ridiculous. I'm so jealous. I really this movie, I could like... Oh, I spilled the coffee again. This movie, I could talk about for fucking hours because it was unbelievable. I've never seen a film just not give a fuck before. Yeah. That's why I want to watch it so bad. And this movie really didn't give a fuck. James Wan... My guy, my Mr. Uh, Fast and Furious guy, D Gaff. He he did James he, D Gaff all over everything. Yeah, I people. So it got it got decent reviews. Yeah, and I thought those are people like in sincere, like sincere, in sincerity, sincerely, sincerely, sincerely. Yeah, that's the word I'm hey, for. we know our words this morning. Yeah, um, I thought that those are people sincerely saying like this is a good movie. But there's no way you can walk out of that movie and be like, this is a good movie. Yeah. This is a very bad, awesome movie. Hilarious. They looked at the camera so many times, with, <laughs> like not on purpose, and there was just all these tropes throughout it. I suggest getting drunk and watching Aquaman. I couldn't. That's probably my recommendation of the year. Get drunk. Watch Aquaman. Wow. Or high. Wow. You know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Get uh, loaded. Uh, I got my worst adapted screenplay, which is Ready Player One. Okay. That movie was severely disappointing. I read the book. I, I, I'm not going to be one of these guys, but I'm going to be one of these guys. The book was better than the movie. Wow. I can't believe you. But the it wasn't even fucking close. That really? was the worst part about it. It was like, I've never seen an adaptation farther away from the book. Well, it was a joy over romp. I never read the book, so I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, so exactly. That. Had you not read the book, you would enjoy it. But if you did read the book, it was by far the worst adaptation I've ever seen. Travesty. Um, uh, what's what's your personal bad Oscar? All right, my uh, best worst movie of the year uh, goes to the commuter. It's Liam Neeson. You remember that interview that Liam Neeson had about ten years ago? I know he's in hot water right now, but <laughs> it was like less than ten years ago. It was after probably taking three. He goes, "Yeah, I'm probably never gonna make. Uh, I'm, not gonna action, I'm not gonna do an action movie again. Just put me in a uh, realistic your, do movie. Do your Liam Neeson voice. I'm not going to do any more action movies. <laughs> yeah. I need to be taken seriously as an actor again. And then he does. Like uh, Love Actually, yeah. Yeah, and then he does A Million Ways to Die in the West. And then he does like, uh, then he does Widows. And then he's like, ah, fuck it. Put me in the commuter. Put me in cold pursuit. <laughs> so that's that kind of movie. It was like Liam Neeson totally rescinded on his uh, announcement and just wanted to make an action movie. That was all of the, all of the take. Commuter was fun. I liked it. I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was like a solid overall movie. Oh man, yeah. I mean, he's he's conquered, but it, it's definitely bad. He's definitely conquered all uh, all uh, suspenseful ways of transportation. And it had Vera Farmiga, my guy, uh, my my creep of the year, Michael Ermitrout, oh. uh, Patrick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Patrick uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That guy is just... Who was all... in your bad movie, by the way, Aquaman. Yeah, he always looks like a serial killer. No matter, no matter how you shoot him, he's just always a serial killer. I can't shake like, his no character. Emotion. Like, I, I believe that he has no emotions. There's no way he has emotions. Like, his character from Angels of America perfectly yeah. epitomizes what I <laughs> yeah. think he would be. And now um, it's time for uh, we. Can oh, do... I got a, I got a couple more. Oh, you got a couple more. Here's my. I, wor- uh, I got oh, best yeah, best yeah. best and worst genre. Best genre yeah. of the year documentary. Documentary. We talked about it. Worst genre of the year. We wholeheartedly agree. Comedy. Comedy. Comedy was so bad this it's year. It's at a weird. We're at a weird time for comedy right yeah. now. It's, it's like you don't really know what. No one knows. What's so there's really like funny the P- there's the PC police on top of so the comedies of our youth. Which we which we often, we can't even talk about them. Anymore. Which we often do podcasts on. Yeah. Um. Are not okay. No, too many they, they, f-bombs. Not too many f-bombs, but too many, too many um, women. Subjectifying women. Yeah, too many. No, no, there's women. too many women in them. Is what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no too many objectifying out. women. And then there's also just like jokes that it's like the gay jokes, like gay jokes. That's were what I'm cool. saying. All the f-bombs. Yeah, it was all okay 15 years ago, but. Not anymore. And so now comedy's in this weird time where it's like trying to straddle the line and not be too anything, but still be funny. And it's hard to be funny when you're not trying to push the envelope. Yeah. Yeah. But there was three this year. But that's that's the thing. There's only three. three. There was three that we could talk about. It used to be like five to six. I can't even think of any other ones besides those three. Yeah. It really is it. We had Blockers, Game Night, and Death of Stalin. And both, all of those are like specific types of comedy. Yeah, Death of Stalin was like the critics' like funniest movie. Yeah, that's like the critic funny movie. But no one else would find it funny unless you happen to know the history. Blockers of- is like the everybody funny movie, and Game Night is like the uh, you know the the adult funny movie. Unbelievable. All right, Game let- Night. Game Night was fucking funny though. It was and good. Blockers was really funny too. I thought the ki- the girls in Blockers were the. The teenage breakout girls, yeah. stars of the year. Definitely. It's just it's just not, you know, you can you recite like your favorite line from any of those movies? Um, the part in game night when she sees that he, the bullet went through. Oh god. <laughs> that, that part is fucking funny. Yeah, I just don't remember the line. But yeah, all right. she's just like she's just like, Oh, it went through after she'd been searching for the bullet for the like bullet, five minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. That's a great scene. Um, all right, so let's do four through two. We'll do Kyle's top ten, and then we'll all, then we'll dish on number one. Okay. So so number four for me. Um, you mentioned it uh, earlier on your list, but it's it's top top five for me. It's Into the Spider Verse. Yes, definitely an amazing, my, my an amazing five. superhero movie, an amazing animated movie. It won't get the recognition it deserves this year, unfortunately, because they know they're going to give it to the Incredibles too. Very upset about that. Um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are going to get. Jammed. You really think that's going to happen? I think it's going to win. I really hope so, but I don't think so. It's won everything so so far. But but the Oscars love Disney. Yeah, the Oscars love Disney. They have like a contract with Disney. They really do. Um. All right. So who's your number four, Nate? Uh, my number four is the writer. Wow. Okay. You got to talk. Is, uh, you got to talk more on this movie because we talked about the horse breaking scene. Yeah, yeah. We talked about the horse breaking scene. Chloe Zhao, who is a filmmaker, so. There's been a lot of talk of female. She's a photographer as well, I believe, yeah. right? There's been a lot of talk about like, female fem- female filmmakers this year and how they none of them got nominated for Oscars. But mm-hmm. I think that overall, they might have directed better movies than the men this year. Definitely. the the, the It's a small sample size, but it, it's impactful. I mean, so there's there's the writer and then there's uh, You Were Never Really Here. Yep. Lynn Ramsey. Yep. Fucking incredible. Really good. Streaming, by the way. 
And then there's... Okay, put it out, put it out to, <laughs> put it out to cut, cut that part because we can't we can't talk about it and not be able to name them. There, will, yeah, there, there. Okay, yeah, we'll just cut this whole part. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's so, gonna take too much work to. Look so number them four, so number four was uh, uh, the, writer, the writer Chloe Zhao, yeah. who um, directed this movie. She was looking for a movie to do on. She's looking to do a documentary. Blue, yeah, right? she's looking to do a documentary on bull riders. And then met this guy, Brody, who Brody. who uh, had an accident. But but they met before, but before he had the accident. But then he had the accident where his skull was like crushed. Yeah. And then he had to get all these stitches, and then he wasn't able to bull ride anymore. And it is so honest. The that I think that's the, the only word I can really come up for it. Is, yeah. It was just like the most honest movie that I saw this year in that. This is life is like you, you expect one thing and you get another and you have to deal with it and it's fucking hard dealing with it. And like, especially when your livelihood depends on it. And this is something, this movie was so there's, there's like quiet. It was quiet, but Mm. there was, there was something about it that I think everybody should really experience. I think you should watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah, right. I agree. It's I, on. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon. Amazon? Yeah, I believe it's on Amazon. Uh, check it out. It's um. Go for it. The writer. It's interesting. I watched bits and pieces of it, and I was th- I was thoroughly uh, uh, enthralled with yeah. the film. And um, it's basically like a uh, what are the? It's like a real. It's like a documentary movie, but not like a fiction. Well, it's de- yeah, they're real people. They're real. Yeah, actors. They're yeah. not actors. And it's like basically his life, but not really. Yeah, it's a, it's a fake reality. Um, number three for me, um, it's not going to be on Nick's list, but it's definitely on mine. I just watched it recently, so a bit recency bias uh, involved. But it's a movie that I wanted to see all year. Bo Burnham's uh, uh, masterpiece, Eighth Grade. It well deserved the writing credit at the Writers Guild Awards. Uh, yeah, I'm so happy. It deserved to be in the Oscars without question. Best original lo- <laughs> screenplay contender. His quote was the the best too. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your time with the Oscars, losers. <laughs> Um, uh, eighth grade was so good so it, good it was it was it made me feel like too much it's so really, many feels like in this I, movie. I didn't watch it for the longest time because i was scared of how it was gonna make me mm. feel i wasn't scared i was i i was i was hoping it would be like less 13 more um mid 90s i guess if you would call it and it was a nice totally, blend totally. it was a nice blend it that, added, that's exactly the right super analogy. awkward moments super funny moments um there was like, to be a part of her generation. There's like four or five lines in that line reads in that movie that like, like I probably said that in eighth grade. I probably said that when I was 13. I'm, I'm at least three things. Yeah, that she and said it, in that it movie. is the generation before us, Ugh. which is, which is like the thing yeah. that got me because I, this is when I realized that maybe I, I'm, I'm closer to being a dad than I am to being a child. Maybe. Yeah. You're just, so, feel I mean, old. no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely closer to being a dad than I am to being a child. Right. I, I mean, sure. So, so I was like dealing with this thing. If it had been about an eighth grade boy, then I would have been like more. I didn't want to watch on that, that side. I would never watch that. Oh film. my god, because it would just be him like it's masturbating, just masturbation. constantly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, when she sees the kid masturbating under his shirt, I was just like, "What the fuck yeah, is happening?" I was like, "I can't believe that." <laughs> can't believe they're showing but that. I was like half between like, "Oh my god, I remember this time and remember how horrible it was for me because yeah. middle school was not kind to me." And but wasn't kind to anybody. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. And then the other half of me was just like, I want to protect her from everything that is going to hurt her. And I refuse to sit by and 
watch this child go down. Let her bury herself. Yes. Yeah. And I'm so I like when she when she refused the guy in the car, I was like, Yeah, girl, get it. You have a good dad. Let's oh, get it. Yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> I was like so proud of her and like you can't even help but like feel that, you know? Yeah. Which which is something about that movie that is really just inspiring. It should have been in my top ten. I don't know why it wasn't. I just want to talk about other movies. Yeah. Talk about your number three. My number three is If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah. I'm leaving this out of of my list because I haven't seen it, but I really, really, really want to see this. You have to see this fucking movie, somebody out there. If you're listening to this, go see this fucking movie because it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it is... Barry Jenkins. Yes. It's Barry Jenkins. And Barry is the most thoughtful guy making films today he I think. knows how to capture someone on a camera he really does him and his cinematographer I don't, I don't know his name off the top of my head but i know that they work together and that they are going to create the look that represents the like late 2010s james and laxton and early 2020s james laxton yeah he's going to make films for like the next 40 years which is the best thing ever because barry jenkins fucking gets it he knows how to make a movie and this movie itself was like just beyond words. I I have never like been. I, I fell in love with the movie almost immediately. Yeah, like this movie. I think even though it's my number three, I think it will stand out as like a movie that I will never forget. I'd say so. So go see if Beale Street could talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there it you, just you the way the, the way that it talks about love is like real. Same with Moonlight. He 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 depicted yeah, love in he, such an interesting did. way. Yes, he he is my top five favorite director. He yeah. might even be my number one right now. He's like, he's the like, best fresh director. Yeah, like most looking forward to his movie director. He's right up there. Absolutely. Uh, I so agree. yeah, if Beale Street could talk, you should you should see it. All right, Nick Nick left this way down on his list, um, but it's my number two. It's it it was almost my number one before I saw our number one film, but number two without question, A Star Is Born. Star is born, born a star. I mean, just just. <laughs> First directorial debut of Bradley Cooper. First uh, writing a, 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 a script take for uh, Bradley Cooper. First cinematic experience for Lady Gaga. I would um, put the first hour and a half on this. The most feel-goody moments yeah, of this on, film. Yeah, the, of the, this year. the first hour of this movie is fucking fantastic. And it's and it's it's not even an original film. It's like made. It's like the fourth time it's That's been made. That's how you know that it's good. Is it, it's it, so it good. It made you care about a reboot. A reboot of a reboot of a reboot, <laughs> yes. which is crazy. This is like the fourth time this movie's been fucking made. It's the third time it's been a musical. The, the first time it was all about being an yeah, actor. The third time was a Bollywood movie. Yeah. So this is the fourth time. Well, yeah. and the, Well, it, I, was, I was counting Streisand, but, but no, yeah. one, no one wants to count the Streisand version for some reason. And with good reason, because Lady Gaga destroys that role. And destroys can, that role. Yeah, and you can tell that. Bradley did a great job directing. Be okay. Let's talk to the name name Bradley. Dumb name. Okay. Just Brad Cooper. <laughs> yeah, just call Brad, himself Brad Cooper, yeah, but he doesn't be, want to be meshed in with Brad Pitt. Yeah, he doesn't want so to. So he's be Brad Lee. Yeah, he's Brad Lee. Brad Lee is a dumb name. It should but, be Brad L E E Cooper. So but Brad if you Lee if Cooper. you saw the Grammys, you saw like the performance of Shallow that could have happened in the movie. 
which was over the top, Insane. like too much. Or the viral uh, performance yeah. of Shallow. Yeah, both of those. The Vegas Shallow. Both of those show how good of a job Bradley did directing Lady Gaga. And he he nailed he, the chemistry. He, yeah, he got a real performance like out of her, which was And she got a real performance out of him. Like she, yes, she making too. him do, do live takes and, and sing. Yes. It was amazing because he wasn't. He wasn't originally going to sing. He was going to Rami Malek. He, lear- he learned how to play. Yeah. He learned how to play guitar and sing in like and fucking piano. eight months. Yeah. Like, and he what knows the fuck, piano. Bradley? Like, <sighs> I wish I was an actor so I could just be paid to learn things. Right? Ugh. Paid uh, to learn how to grow these abs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If somebody woke me up every day and took me to the gym, then I would be fucking fit as hell. So what's funny is is that both of our number twos are music related. Um, Nick Nick saw this film. Yeah, my number and, two is and uh, he's obsessed with it. I don't understand why. Did you see yourself. it? No, I didn't see it. Okay, well you got to see it. It's Heart, got Nick Offerman in it. Hearts beat loud. Hearts beat loud is feel good movie of the year for me. It is a uh, it's a it's Nick Offerman with yep. his with his daughter. Dealing with her leaving him for college, mm-hmm. and and then they form a father daughter band. I I regretted not putting Band Aid high up on my list last year, so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the uh, trying to redeem themselves. Yes, yeah, so I'm redeeming myself, and I'm putting the the father daughter band movie up at number two. Sure, all right. Uh, Hearts beat loud. No, see this fucking movie. You will not regret it. This I I'm I'm going with my heart this year rather than uh that rather than my gut. Right in your brain. So I'm going with uh I'm going with something that made me feel things and I'm going with Hearts Be Loud because it was just so it was it was just a real movie. Okay. Like and he he like owns a record store or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool. But he uh but she she wants to make beats and then he just wants to connect to his kid. So he's just like, yeah. Let's let's start a fucking band, and then he just starts the fucking band with her, and he's just like, I just wanna, I just wanna relate to my kid somehow, and he starts a fucking band with her, and it's so good. You have to see this movie. I trust your opinion. It's gonna be streaming at some time, most definitely. And, so uh, before, so before we talk about our number one, yeah, should we go for the Kyle's top ten? Oh yeah. So ladies and gentlemen of, of the of the podcast world, yeah, if you didn't know, you that, need to bear witness yeah. to the top ten choices of Kyle. Take. All of our uh, ten through two, uh, ten through twos, and just throw those out the window because yeah, Kyle yeah. has his. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle has, has his the real cents. top. Kyle has the real top ten because this is all the only list that matters <laughs> for the year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nick, take it away. This this is Kyle Consumers. He he's our producer. He's our friend. He's our roommate. He's our scapegoat. And he yeah, and he's also the person we love to bash on. And it's because of this top ten of a list like this, it justifies his existence. So we're, I'm going to say I'm going to say the top ten. He sent this all to it. In a text this morning to His us, words, not ours. This is happened at 6.47 a.m. It actually happened at 9.47, but I'm going to say 6.47. Okay. His number 10, Solo. What's his explanation? <laughs> you got to just just say it. <laughs> number 10, Solo, know, a Star Wars film. We have to do the, the laugh track break. Solo, because it had the best twist at the end of any 2018 movie this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Throw Roma out, throw A Quiet Place out, throw Bird Box out. <laughs> Amelia Clark actually being a what bad was, guy. What was even the twist? It was Amelia Clark being a bad guy. That, that is hardly a twist. It I, was, know. <laughs> I know. I okay, know. Little little he put that as number but, 10. But Kyle got woke for number 9. He got blind spotting. Interesting story and underrated movie. We saw that together. Uh, Kyle <laughs> yeah. was definitely shook at the end Kyle of the film. Kyle was so shook. He was like, am I a dentrifier? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was shook up. Number eight, Spider Verse. In his words, crazy animation, 
great way to tell the story of Miles Morales. Yeah, it's it's that's that's Kyle being Kyle. Right it's there. unfortunate. That's that the most Kyle sentence I've ever seen in my definitely. life. Definitely needs to be higher on his list uh, <laughs> yeah, because the I word, know he's a Spider-Man fiend. Yeah, the adjective crazy is a, a very Kyle word. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Number seven, we got Avengers. Of course, we <laughs> it had to make War. an appearance. CGI was amazing and made Thanos seem very real. <laughs> Just be our intro. <laughs> Incredible, Kyle. He's such thank, a real Thanos. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for. We're not <laughs> even at the top five yet. <laughs> that is number seven. <laughs> oh, it just made Thanos seem so real. <laughs> that's that's why it's number seven. I love that. That's his one sentence explaining it. Uh, number yeah. six, number six. Bohemian Rhapsody. Love the music. But some of the facts weren't true. <laughs> there you go, Kyle. There That's you go. A great excuse. Way to stay woke. Stay woke, Kyle. Stay woke. <laughs> Number five, Isle of Dogs. Wes oh, Anderson. Wow. Always good, he says. Always good. Isle of Dogs did not get the attention deserved. No. I think had there not been high expectations as there were for it, it would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. It because it was so because Grand Budapest I, I, was so good. Yeah, I yeah. really expected more out of it, which sure. is which is probably my issue. Great cast. Great cast. Uh the the story's pretty pretty well done, but um yeah, I don't know. It just needs to be like uh, number four, Kyle had a quiet place. Wow. Is it called a quiet place or is it called a quiet, quiet place? A quiet place. <laughs> yeah, a quiet place. That's where Kyle goes. I when just want to watch quiet place. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to go to a quiet a quiet place. <laughs> and he's in his uh, one sentence review. Go, John! Exclamation point. Yeah, he loves his John Krasinski. Yeah. Number three, he chose Roma. He said, "I haven't seen it yet, but I feel like I'll get yelled at if I don't mention it's it." It's true. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. true. So yeah. at least you put it in your top three. You and uh, number two, Black Panther. We didn't talk about Black Panther, so let's talk about it right now. Let's okay. talk about Black uh, Panther. His 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 description was incredible. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's way it's a way better. I film think we than should Infinity talk War. about Black Panther because it is okay. So we talked about Spider Verse as being the best comic book movie this year. It's the best superhero movie, even yeah. with Black Panther and yeah, the running. Yeah, even I'll with Black that. Panther. But but Black Panther was. It, it it's amazing that they got a real filmmaker like Ryan Coogler, yeah, who is just like the guy, yeah, like to fucking do a superhero movie that is self-contained. Like the best part about Black Panther is that it is self-contained. It's yeah. not like relying on all these other fucking Marvel characters. You don't have to watch like the first. Yeah, Thor. you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to know the Marvel universe to come into Black Panther and be like, this is dope. Oh yeah, this is fucking dope. Definitely. Like that movie, the the fights, Michael B. I know people like get split about Michael B all the time, but yeah, I'm split. I think that I think it was. I hope that it wins Best Picture. I mean, at the Oscars, it won't. But it it, it won't. It'd it be won't. nice to see some recognition besides like. Visual I mean, part effects. of me doesn't want it to win because then that validates like superhero movies. Yeah, and that bothers me. It it that's not the superhero movie to 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 justify superhero movies. If no, anything, but I think if any superhero movie should win an Oscar, I think it should be Black Panther. It should win something like Best Original Screenplay, Best Director. Uh, it should win something. Uh, and then cast number one, A Star is Born. He says, literally owned the theaters and radio stations this year. The best movie this year. Well-directed, acted, and shot. 
There's that's Kyle's opinion. He's got recency bias, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he's got recency bias, and he also has a girlfriend that loves that movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah. But uh, shout out to Kyle. Thanks, Kyle, for, Thanks, Kyle, uh, for sending top, in your top ten. For your shite top ten <laughs> at fucking nine a.m. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're here at the the end of our journey. Yeah. Number one, we both have the same one. It's Ro- Roma. It's, yeah, it's Roma. It's a mutual uh, mutual agreement between gentlemen. It is just it is just a first of all top top ten most beautiful movie I've ever I've ever seen. Definitely. Without a doubt. It's it's beautifully shot. If it doesn't win Best Cinematography, there is something wrong in the world. Same with uh, uh, screenplay and direction, yeah. if you ask me. I don't, think it, I don't think there's a competitor for it for Best Picture, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't win Best Picture just based off of uh, the I hope it doesn't win Best have. Picture just so that I can get paid out on a bet that I'm going to make. Right, because it's the favorite to win at almost every top award. It besides it besides Best it Actress should. and Best Actor. It, it, it's really going to be a movie that I will... Watch periodically. It's it's not like a rewatchable movie. No, yeah. It's like watching uh, Godfather Part Two or like. Um, yeah, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a good. You have to take a break from it. Rewatchable, definitely. definitely. But Roma, Roma's just beautiful. It's and the fact it's that it's on Netflix and you I can watch it like, at any time. Yeah, that's like the only word that you could use to actually describe it is beautiful. It is a beautiful mu- movie. Well like, done in well every written, in every way. Well directed, well acted, well shot. Like every just the just the bookend sequence of the airplane uh, uh, itself is like wow. It's like I can't believe he yeah, tied it together you, with an airplane sequence. If you can make people care about a foreign film on Netflix, then you know you're doing something right. And as an American, we should respect uh, Mexican filmmaking because, well, we're going to have back-to-back potential this best is, yeah, picture winners. No, totally. Guillermo del Toro no, it's going to be three, three in the last five years. I mean, counting uh, Alexander, Alfonso. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gutierrez Inarito. Inarito. Yeah, so all the best filmmakers come out of Mexico. So it, let, so it had we, something to say. We agree, Roma. Roma, you have to see it. Have to see but it. You, There's but so you, much to but, say about but it. But you can't. You can't be distracted. You have to just watch it. Yeah, you have to commit like, yourself the, to watch it. That's the good thing about it being on Netflix is that, and it being a foreign film is that you have to watch it to like get yeah. it. You can't look down because they're going to miss the subtitle. <laughs> you know, unless you speak Spanish. Unless you speak Spanish. Uh, watch Roma. Watch, watch Roma. Roma. There's no. There's nothing more we can say. If there's anything you take out of this podcast, it's to watch Roma. And and kudos to Alfonso Cuarón for pulling off a very personal, very touching story, um, albeit fictionalized. And that's our uh, top ten of the year. That's our top ten of the year. This has been our fresh episode. Our uh, fresh episode. We want to thank uh, everyone out there. Uh, uh, I have a couple of personal Oscars to get out. Yeah, we got to We got to get our honorable mentions. Uh, best of '80s music. I'm, I'm giving to Bumblebee. Yep. Which I, I recommend. I recommend Bumblebee. Uh, the Bumblebee, best, the best Transformers yeah, movie. The best kids in a movie this year. Jonah Hill. Yep. In mid '90s. Yep. Mid '90s. Great movie. I think it 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 probably should have been on my top ten. The best shortest movie of the year. It it really was oh yeah it it was quick runtime we love we love a good ninety minute movie over here at Real Rod absolutely Rotten. And, ninety uh, or lower and mid nineties really hit hit us with that and yeah. Uh, mid yeah mid mid ninety minute movie and uh, best use of old footage we're not counting that shot not roll it's honorable mention but we can't count it because they didn't yeah get it might for it might not be uh, it might not be this year. <sighs> but, we hope. Uh, why won't you be my neighbor that shall not grow old we we've mentioned it before fucking fantastic movie absolutely. Um, do you have any honorable mentions you, uh, you want to, you want to get out there? Uh, best HBO movie of the year, Andre the Giant. 
Andre, yes. Count, uh, countdown Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah, documentary. Yeah. That, absolutely. Check that out. Uh, 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 a masterpiece in, in sports documentary. I didn't get around to seeing a couple of the foreign films that I wanted to. Yeah, this like year. Cold War. Um, Cold War, Burning, and Burning, Choplifters, Choplifters. Were the yeah. three movies on my list that I did not get around to. What those, was the animated those, those film, are my, too? Those are my big three that I missed. What was the animated movie? Um, the Girl in the Hijab? Uh, I don't remember. Film. Yeah, that, that, that got uh, recognized, too. I wanted to see that. Uh, some other movies I want to shout out. So Death of Stalin, we talked about earlier. Definitely. Best comedy movie of the year. Uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? I think is Melissa McCarthy's best performance. She had time. a best bookend of the year with the worst movie. One of the worst movies of the year as well. Oh, as, uh, uh, Leave No Trace. Another woman. Yeah. Another woman directed movie. There you movie. go. Yeah. yeah there, Too bad we had to cut that segment. That was the third one I was thinking about. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Leave No Trace. Ben Foster can never make a bad movie. I said it. Even Alpha Dog, where I fell in love with him. And Pandorum. No, he's good in I think he might be the most underrated actor he's of our generation. Definitely one of the most. Yeah, Deborah Granick. So women movies this year. Women directed movies were three of my top twenty movies this year. Yeah. With Leave No Trace, You Were Never Really Here, and The Writer. The Writer. Yeah. So I, I would highly suggest seeing all those. Yeah. Check it. Uh, Vice. We didn't talk about Vice. Um, Vice. Vice was uh, your standard uh, plug Vice and play was, movie. Vice plug and play Oscar movie. Vice like uh, last year it with the post. Good. It was good though. It was good. It was good. It, it just uh, it just it won't win any uh, uh, accolades. Uh, Creed two. I want to talk about how I cried in Creed two. I, I can't cried. believe you. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't cry in that movie because there was too many people talking. How did you not cry in that movie? Oh, there was too many people yeah. yelling. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck that motherfucker up. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens in Oakland on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five dollar Tuesdays. Uh, Annihilation. Remake. Annihilation nearly made the top ten. Yeah, Alex Garland. Uh, it wasn't Alex as Garland. great as uh, Ex Machina, but it was still a solid movie. I, wa- I read the three books based uh, that based off of this film uh, for it, and um, I'm all the more bitter about uh, this speaking movie. Of, speaking of Ex Machina, this year's Ex Machina was uh, Upgrade, which yeah, we Upgrade which should have been in our top ten. Top thriller of the year. If you really, ask me. really a great fucking movie. It's very fun. Yeah, check. It. I was really down with it. Yeah, check uh, out uh, with it, uh, James awesome. Wan's former writing partner, Lee Wannell. Yeah, it's also streaming. Uh, and that's that's it from us here at the Shred Quarters, Fred Quarters, uh, the headquarters. Oh, my headquarters. Of Rear Run. Yeah. Um, this is Oscar Sunday. We're going to release this episode today. As soon uh, as possible. With little little to no editing. Check and, it um, on your Sunday night evening. It's yeah. the Lord's Day, so honor it with the uh, fresh do you episode. Have, do you have any uh, hot takes on the Oscars? How do you think it's going to go? I, want, I think it's it's primed for a dumpster fire. I want Gaga to win, but I know it's going to go to Glenn Close and everybody's going to be upset. <laughs> yep. um, I want Roma to sweep every category, but I feel like it's going to miss one. I don't know which one it's going to yeah, miss. Yeah, that's the money bet one. But, that's, but that's I feel like it's going to be a clean sweep for Roma. I'm and hoping, if not, I'm hoping I'm for debate. like an upset in, in some major category. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I would like to see... Um, <sighs> yeah, I'd like to see Mary Poppins win. We didn't talk about the favorite. The favorite actually. No one cares about Yango Slart the most. I oh yeah, we didn't talk about the favorite because God, Steven no one is, cares about Steven the is very anti. <laughs> I hate Yorgos Lanthimos. If I meet him, I'm going to ask why are you a filmmaker? Oh my God, you need to see this movie. I don't want to. This watch movie it. is good. No. It is good. The favorite is good. So how often does someone bang their head against a fucking table to incite blood? 
Uh, at once. least once. once. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, I'm just going to do some random acts of violence because it's shocking. <laughs> There's lots of random acts of violence in the movie. It's so but, shocking. But he always has that like one musical sequence in the movie, which just like is fucking weird, <laughs> which I'm so down for every so time. So stupid. Go see The Favorite, people. Hey, don't, it should don't. Actually, I'm going to replace it. Whatever my number 10 was, now is The Favorite. I'd rather watch The Little Hours <laughs> yeah. instead of The Favorite. Um, and, and you're uh, really taking out old man the gun to replace it with the favorite. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, shut up. Again. Okay, I'm gonna take out my number nine. Sorry to bother you. Wow. Yeah, right. I'm taking out. Racist. Racist. No, I'm gonna take out Ballad Buster Scruggs. I'm Racist. gonna put the favorite in there. You're horrible. The favorite is a horrible. good fucking movie. It's it not. is very good. It's not. No, no, no. You have to see it, people. Okay. Sure. Okay. Listen to me. Listen to me. And that's gonna do it for us here at Real Rotten. Uh, this has been Stephen Ramirez, and I'm uh, Nick Lines, and my hot Oscar take is uh. The no host thing is really going to be bad. <laughs> and they're just going to announce people on stage. Please welcome to the stage Warren Beatty. <laughs> yeah. He's going to just read the wrong category. Please welcome to the stage Mike Meyer. I really hope it's a fucking shit show. I'm excited for it. Okay, this is Real Rodden. Uh, thank you for, you know, listening. Yeah, do something. Keep uh, it real. Great review us. Keep it real and uh, have a horrible, no good, bad day. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten We like our potatoes, our gratin You watch a film, but you can't even But you call us Nick and Steve And then break it down, then turn it out And when it was over, you wanna shout I want my money back Cause that was real rotten